Hello, and welcome to Catholicism in the Car. My name is Parker Zerbal. Today is April 9th of 2022, uh, and we are having some crazy weather here in Fort Wayne, Indiana for, uh, for April. It snowed last night, and it's about 11.30 here a.m. right now, and it's hailing. So you might be able to hear some of that pitter-patter of the hail <laughs> outside. Um, kind of interesting. This doesn't happen very often this late in the year. I mean, it, it certainly has happened, you know, within the last number of years, but but uh, it's it's uncommon. Uh, earlier, we were talking about Protestantism, and uh, just my thoughts about Dr. Gavin Ortland's uh, YouTube videos and the way that he ironically conducts himself uh, in his commentaries, in his relations with other Protestants, Catholics, uh, Eastern Orthodox, etc. And I was just reflecting on how edified I am by him. Uh, I am I'm a convicted Catholic, not planning to switch over to Protestantism anytime soon. Um, but he has given me a, a much deeper understanding of how Protestants see themselves. And, and maybe not how individual Protestants see themselves, but more so how Protestants should see themselves in a historical context um, and also in their present context uh, because of that. Um, many Protestants that I know uh, know their general Protestant history, you know, and then, and then previous history to Protestantism, maybe about a hundred years. Maybe if they're if they're pretty good, back to you know the beginning of the second millennium. But I don't know too many who who know the history of the first millennium in the church. They might know the first couple centuries just for the sake of apologetics. Uh, but generally, after the, after you start seeing popes come along really clearly, um, and you start seeing organizational structures within the church really clearly, bishops, priests, deacons, um, when that becomes really, really set in stone, uh, when we start having church councils, things of that nature, in my experience, Protestants tend to tend to check out uh, and don't really see those areas as important um, in Christian history as much as other Christians do vis-a-vis um, -vis Catholics and the various types of Orthodox Christians. I, I want to make a plea to any, any Protestants out there listening to this to steep yourself in history. Not for the sake of, you know, I'm not trying to trick you into 
you know, the John Henry Newman quote of Protestant who is steeped in history will cease to be Protestant. <laughs> um, I'm not trying to trick you here. For the sake of your Protestantism, I ask you to know history. Um, to know your own Protestant history better. To get um, a lot, if you're maybe an evangelical or more of a fundamentalist bent, to get an idea of where your uh, ideological lineage comes from. Especially when you come from the more diverse traditions, as I said, like evangelicalism. Find out which different flavor of that you are uh, and, and, and where your roots come from. Um, do you trace yourself, you know, let's say on soteriology back to Calvin? Or do you take a more Arminian view of that? Um, the difference is there. Calvin kind of being more of a heavy on predestination, um, either doesn't believe humanity has free will or has a very limited view of free will in this in the sense of human in the case of humanity um, and Arminianism being kind of the opposite having a much greater view of human free will um, and seeing man's relationship with God as a cooperative one um, where let's say God gives man a free will <clears throat> And man has the ability to use that free will. Now, you know, man, man can't pull himself up by his own bootstraps in Arminianism and in, in Catholicism, Orthodoxy, also for that matter. I mean, they're they're very similar in their understanding of soteriology. Uh, what I mean is, Arminianism is very similar to Catholicism and Orthodoxy in its understanding. Um, but of course, Catholicism and Orthodoxy's understandings of these things predates Arminianism. So you, you can't really call it Arminian. Um, you can say that only in the sense that it... Arminianism is like the Catholic and Orthodox view. It's not the other way around. Uh, I mean, that's just a historical fact. Um, the, the people that say that Catholics believe in faith and works salvation do not understand Catholic theology or orthodox theology. Catholics don't believe in a faith and works salvation. They believe in a graced salvation. And like I said earlier, to the extent that Catholics believe that works are important, it is only by the grace of God that they are important. Um, and it's it's not like man can, can actually do anything in the realist sense. I mean, God holds man in his existence for every moment of his existence. Man can do nothing. Um, you know, what's what's the phrase? If, there, if not therefore for the grace of God, there go I. You know, it, God's grace not only, you know, compels us to do good things, you know, compels us to be in relationship with God and be in relationship with our neighbor, but God's grace holds us in our very existence. Um, even the most the most heathenistic person out there, 
the most vile, evil person there is. God is in relationship with him in so much as God is holding him in existence. So th- there's no room for, you know, a Pelagian view of things within Catholic or Orthodox Christianity. Um, now, Pelagianism is often cited today as the view that, you know, man can gain salvation by his own works. Now, that's not what Pelagius believed. Um, that's not what he wrote. Uh, Pelagius had a more nuanced um, understanding of this, and it, it was still wrong. Uh, he had a view that the Son of God was more or less uh, like a... He wasn't fully divine. Um, he was more like a demigod, you could say. And, 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 and Pelagius came to this idea because he was trying to resolve the hard questions of the Trinity. I mean, the Trinity doesn't make sense. And he was trying to make sense of it. And whenever you try to make sense of a mystery, you end up in heresy. <laughs> so, um, there are some things that we just need to take upon mystery. And I think the Orthodox are very good about that. They're very good about that. Uh, Roman Catholics and then opposed to Eastern Catholics, uh, Roman Catholics are not as good at, at, at just holding to the mystery. We want to find out as much as we can about the mystery. Um, we want to define things as much as possible uh, before we, before we, I don't know, before we couch ourselves in some sort of view. Anyway, there's some more thoughts. Let me know what you think. All right. Thank you.